0: To get rid of those pesky ads, request stories, listen to unlisted and bonus episodes, and to chat with the gang, support us by clicking the description link.
1: Welcome everybody to the Talk Murder to Me podcast. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. I have a lovely, lovely story today nicole is also doing trivia for us so be sure to subscribe so you can you can comment and take part in the trivia we got some awesome prizes in fact one of them just came in today dun,
0: dun, dun. Na, na, na.
1: and we've been giving away some great stuff but this is an Anne rule book that's signed ooh bitter harvest signed by ann rule that's nice. pretty cool
0: and it's not like one of those signatures yeah yeah
1: yeah it's a well so when um when an author does like their first thousand printing usually they'll sign it so that's one of these that's what i have a couple of books like
0: that not by enroll
1: but it's got an authorized certificate right there of being signed by her so this was signed by her this is a good one too so boom that's going to be on the thing. Let me show you all the other trivia prizes right quick in case you guys are interested. Now, we're only giving the trivia for our supporters, but anyone can play out there. You'll just get an Amazon gift card mm-hmm. when, and so a point would equal a dollar. So if you get one right, that's a dollar type of thing. And the reason we do that is to save on like shipping costs and stuff like that. But still, an Amazon gift card is just as good in my opinion.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Well, <clears throat> yeah, who we got so this week? So this week we have Kairi. Uh, Megan and Sarah, all new members this week.
1: Nice. Well, welcome, everybody. Megan, Sarah, and Kairi? Kairi. Kairi. How do you spell that?
2: K-A-I-R-I.
1: Megan, Sarah, and Kairi. Thank you so much. And hopefully that's how you say your name.
2: I apologize if Is it- I... Messed it up,
0: Ky- Kyrie or Kyrie? Oh, it could be Kyrie.
1: Kyrie, yeah, could be Kyrie. Like the basketball player.
0: We don't speak his name. That's oh, really? spelled a little Why? bit differently because he is a traitor oh, and he's a t- <laughs> he he is and he stepped unlucky. <laughs> surprise shots! Surprise shots! We don't know what they are, because they're a surprise.
2: Um, So this is a specific request for Wolfie, because it is her birthday, oop, and oop, oop, oop. Uh, then we got to continue on with our shot list, because it is still growing. So, mm. Mm. Cheers to you, Wolfie. Cheers.
1: Cheers. It was really good. Thank Kalua you. Lua and uh, birthday stuff.
2: No. That was a buttery nipple.
1: Guys, we are doing... Two episodes today, we would do three, and they're all going to be on this one serial killer. And anyone in live chat, if you were on the Discord for supporters, I put the hint out there that of carrots and cucumbers. I don't know if anyone got the hint right of what Oh, story. we had a hint this week? No, y'all didn't. Well, I gave it to them. You Nicole. did t- tell it to me. So if anyone. Uh,
0: well, I, w- I didn't know otherwise. I would have made a cocktail.
1: But we are covering that serial killer tonight. Uh, we put episodes out on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard time we're doing one public here for youtube and if you want to continue supporting us and see the next two episodes they're going to be private for our supremos and you can find that at the patreon.com slash murder and you can continue with trivia too if you're if you're on there. But if not, don't worry. I'm going to be putting out all three of these episodes next week. It's probably going to be literally Tuesday. What's the next one? Thursday. We- no, Wednesday, Wednesday and Thursday.
0: Midweek, midweek, midweek.
1: Let's get started with this, man. This is a crazy story, and I think you guys are going to love it. It's more of one of those family friendly stories, you know, <laughs> I'm <just kidding>.
0: as, <laughs> as family friendly as you can get for a show about
1: murder. <laughs> So we're going to 4315 Charlotte Street, and let me know if that rings a bell. I'm going to get on the the Googs right now. So this is South Hyde Park.
0: Oh, in, in in New York? Uh,
1: no, oh. where's the, I gotta flip this world around?
0: Well, I wasn't looking at the state, but you are said we in part, Missouri? So.
1: Uh, kind of
0: Kansas, <laughs> Missouri border. Misery. We're in misery. How do you? I am in misery. That's actually how they pronounce it. Misery, I think. I thought it was Missouri. Missouri.
1: Oh, one of the two. We're in, I'm making things up. We're in Kansas City tonight.
0: Uh, Kansas City. That's a something. Kansas City. Did you know that you can? There's a spot in Kansas City. Did you know that Kansas City? is actually one city divided by two states. It's the same city. And you can stand in Kansas City with one leg on the miso- Missouri, Missouri, <laughs> Missouri, on the M state border and one foot in Kansas. Because I've done it. Did you know that?
1: I it- did know that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're Such a dick.
1: Also, uh, since, since you were talking about music, I want to say, Do not put Shakira in prison. You know she's going to prison? No! Yeah.
0: Why is she going to prison? That was a good impression.
1: for tax evasion. <laughs> so somebody Is out there. Is really? Yes, man. Like 8 years. Unless she pays like 24 million. Oh, that's not that bad. And it's the Spanish government. So, and and I was thinking, didn't Spain like go on this crusade and kill all the other people and the villagers and steal all the gold and shit? Wasn't that a whole thing?
0: Yeah, like in the 1600s, there was a whole like Well, they war. should
1: let her off the hook. Anyway, this is where we're going to tonight. Four three fifteen Charlotte Street, Kansas City, Missouri.
2: I'm sure she won't go to Missouri. I'm sure she will pay. Well, she, she just is, needs to do one tour. She's in
0: the middle of a lot right now because she was just like there's a whole cheating scandal with her. She cheated on her longtime boyfriend or fiance. Oh, That's really?
1: What they say. Oh, That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. I don't like that. Anyway, this is where we're going to tonight. Can you describe this?
2: Hang on. Her, her tips don't lie and her taxes do lie. I love these.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Funny. This okay. is where we're going to tonight. If you want to describe this big, empty space.
2: <laughs> I am assuming that is where a murder house once was. <laughs> and it is no longer here because it was... It's a driveway now. A murder house. It,
1: it is a driveway. And it makes me wonder. I mean, yeah, they tear a house down that something really terrible has happened. Does that so, mean they can't rebuild there?
2: Mm, I think they could. I think it's frowned upon. Like, like, like what, what about the num- You know, But the now numbers? it's just, just
1: literally a hole. I mean, because there's houses that go all on the street back to back and then you got one hole where it's like okay obviously something happened. I mean you see it right there it's just a hole.
0: Well it doesn't I, if, have to be murder. It could be like the
2: house burned down.
1: Yeah, but they get, If I you know, were
0: a developer I would frown a pound building upon a lot that where a murder took place.
1: I mean if it, someone paid for it you know.
0: No. Know, no. Because I wouldn't want my customers to experience <laughs> negative so. affects of living on a murder plot. Just like I would also frown upon building upon like cemeteries, uh, Native American cemeteries, or um, I don't know, anything else that has to do with the
1: paranormal. All right, tonight we're going to 4315 Charlotte Street, April 2nd, 1988. This is a Saturday. I don't think anyone has- Done this
0: podcast before.
1: No one has covered this guy ever. Okay, this is the first time world premiere. Ooh. I'm just kidding. Everyone's done <laughs> <laughs> This is like the one you check off, you know? So I want to say before we get started, I have been really thinking about sadomasochism. And I will here's my problem is you know when you like do some crack or heroin no and then the the next few hits just aren't as good that's and what i are always heard. trying to chase that the next high well so when you do jeffrey dahmer you're always trying to chase that next dahmer yeah and dahmer is like the the pinnacle that's why i did seven episodes on the guy <laughs>
0: <laughs> why isn't it like that for french fries yeah <laughs> Like, that's what I want to know. Or
1: cheese. Now, this is April 2nd, 1988. And I'll put all the photos here on talkmurder.com. You definitely want to see them. They're Polaroid pictures. So I'm putting them all on talkmurder.com. Anyway, April 2nd, 1988, Saturday morning. This is around 10 a.m. There was a meter man, meter maid, meter maid out checking cars. And he was on Charlotte Street. This crime takes place, all of the crimes tonight take place 4315 Charlotte Street. That house, as you saw, is no longer there. There's a big hole where it used to be a big void that needs to be filled and i guess they'll never build there again but never say never he was a this meter maid was across the street and this is the the actual house back in the day so if you want to kind of describe that for the podcaster listeners
0: looks kind of like a mid-century build
1: how many stories is that three three now i want to say that this is this is actually a really nice looking house here you know what i'm saying and it is three stories and the other ones that we saw on google earth were like two stories so this was at the time i think one of the, the best houses on the street. The meter maid is giving out a ticket. He looks over because there's some ruckus and out the second story window of that house that I just showed you at four, three, one, five Charlotte street, a man falls. Now, at first I thought the man jumped, but he didn't. Doing my further research, the ledge actually broke the window ledge of the second story broke. There's the photo. He was on the second story and he falls out of the window. So that's a good, I don't know what, 12 feet. 10 feet?
0: The second story? The, the second, second story,
1: Yes, yeah, That's story. bigger
0: than 10 feet. That's
1: like... 12, 15 20 feet. 12, yeah. 20 feet. Yeah. A 20-foot drop. Now, this man did break his foot, but that's the least of his concerns at this point.
0: He didn't die. He broke his foot?
1: Broke his foot, yeah. The meter man then is sitting there astonished because out of all of these weird things about what is going on in the ruckus right now, there are three things, and he cannot tell which one is more strange. Number one, this man fell from the roof or fell from the second story number two this man is butt naked okay okay number three this man is bleeding out of his anus oh or number four this man is wearing a dog collar with a severed leash that's something you don't see every day huh. that would make a great tiktok video though
0: <laughs> i don't think tiktok would allow that actually no, it probably oh, yeah. violates
1: community guidelines ouch he breaks his foot this is the man right here he also survived that's good he survived his fall
2: I'm assuming he was trying to escape then.
1: He was trying to escape. This is Chris Bryson. Can you kind of tell us what he looks like? He's got some pointy ears, doesn't he?
0: white man looks like he's in his 40s in this interview but that's probably years after the incident yeah
1: this is a long time after and as i'll get to he i don't know about here but at the time was a heavy heavy drug user so at the time he was 22 years old so here i would believe he's probably like 28 at Hmm. the most with all the drugs you know really take you down this man falls out the window. The ledge breaks. He breaks his foot. 22 years old. Let me tell you about this man. At 22 years old, he has a wife to support. And his wife and him are both heavily addicted to drugs. So, in order to make some money, he has to hustle. Now, he's not only buying food, but he's also buying drugs. for, And they're hardcore addicts. I believe what I found on the this husband and wife is, at the time, they were shooting cocaine. So, not crack, but cocaine, yeah. you know. Like, shooting it. I, I guess it's more expense, expensive that way. At the time of this story, 22 years old, he was supporting his wife by working on 10th and Mc, McGee Street. That is a street where all these victims are pretty much going to come from. A lot of the victims. That street is known for the chicken hulks. You know what a chicken hulk is? A chicken hulk? Chicken hulk. Haw- Hawk. 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 Like Hawkeye. Okay. Hulk. Got it. Okay. How do you say it? Hawk. Hawk. Okay. Got it. I, <laughs> Am I, I saying it wrong?
0: No. It, oh. No. It just sounded like you said, chicken Hulk, and I just imagine like a chicken walking around with like big muscle arms. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you mean what was that story we did where they were hiding uh, all those drugs? Tyson, like Tyson chicken, they were oh, hiding. Purdue. hiding. Oh, Purdue was it
0: Purdue or Tyson? Oh. They were
1: hiding kilos of drugs inside the chicken. <laughs> Pretty smart.
0: Oh man, like. <laughs> What's that? What what's the name of the um, the Looney Tunes chicken? I can't remember. Daphne. No, that's Daffy Duck. He's oh. a duck. The chicken, the rooster. Goofy. No, that's not. Dis- that's that's Disney. Big Bird. Um, no, it's like a it's like something something. It's a two name thing that one name sound. I can't think of his name.
1: George Meyer. No, oh.
0: I bet you somebody in the live chat will get it for yeah. us here. All right, make that one of your trivia
1: questions.
2: I said I said yeah. he's the yeah yeah.
1: They were both highly addicted to shooting in cocaine and he was a chicken hawk, which is basically a male prostitute and they in this city kansas city they all work on the same 10th and mcgee street that's where you pick them up kind of like the red light district almost Mm. now we're going back about four days so this happened on a saturday he jumped out the window on a saturday morning we're going back to tuesday 1 a.m. in the morning, so wee hours on that following Tuesday, he is out hooking, he's out showing his wares, plumping his butt, stuff like that, because he is a uh, he's trying to find a good male companion that will pay him money
0: for
2: drugs.
1: So yeah, for drugs. Mm-hmm. So he is trying to get money for drugs or just straight money so he can buy drugs. A lot of these cases, the killer tonight will actually drive the person to their drug dealer and get them high or whatever. Tuesday morning, 1 a.m., March 29th. 1988. A Toyota Tercel hatchback pulls up. A man with a Ron Jeremy-esque mustache oh. pulls up and he says, you you want a party? Would you like to party?
0: I just, I, I don't I, I'm just stuck on Ron Jeremy. I just don't understand how he was so popular. Like He's got a big old slonger. That's why. Oh god, like it just
1: He's in he, jail now for yeah. sexual assault, I think.
0: Yeah. I knew there was news about him. I wasn't sure if it was that or that, he, the, or that he died.
1: <laughs> There's some big news about him.
2: Mike coworker. Um, So she was telling me this really funny um, family history about how her grandfather on someone's side of the family was in like the adult filmmaking business as a producer. And she she had said that uh, it got to the point where she had to draw the line and tell um, that side of the family that he what's his name but the porn star was not invi- allowed to come to the wedding they wanted to invite him Ron Jeremy
1: <laughs> oh dear wait she did him
0: no no, no, no. no. Her, you didn't no. listen to a fucking word I said until I no. got to that part shocker Sorry. you know what the, you know that show that I was telling about the claim to fame show like yeah so, one of the people that's on there is related to Whoopi Goldberg and like the, they have so the people have to tell like two truths and a lie or two lies and a truth about like who their thing is and her lie was that her her grandmother was, was her well she is Whoopi Goldberg's granddaughter but her lie was that she was related to someone that was in the adult (laughs) adult (laughs) film industry and that the truth was that it was her grandmother so the people are (laughs) like I like that show no but they didn't they don't know who she's related to yet they haven't that's probably I don't think she's I think she's gonna make it pretty far actually
1: this man pulls up He says his name is Bob. This man pulls up. He says, would you like to party? And Chris Bryson's like, sure, sure. How about we go to my house, 4315 Charlotte Street, and I can take care of your drugs or whatever you need because I have all kinds of stuff there. And he, he does. He has some of the best drugs out there. Anything you want, uppers, downers, Dippers, divers, climbers, all kinds of stuff.
0: You know what I was thinking of? Like how there could be a serial killer today in today's drug industry and all they need to do is just give someone like a bunch of fentanyl (laughs) because it's so potent. I don't know. It's just like there could be someone out there that knows how potent it, I mean I knows how potent it is but like that could be their method yeah. of killing people.
1: They pull up to the house, the two of them they go upstairs, but on the way upstairs, Bob, he is behind him and he pulls out this iron bar. It's probably I don't know, 3 feet long. It has the uh the ends on. It's a plumbing a plumbing bar for plumbers, right? Uh-huh. And Chris doesn't see him do this, but he takes it over his head and he smacks him as hard as he can in the back of the skull, giving Chris an instant concussion. Now, this has just started. So how do we get to there or how do we get from there to jumping out the window in a dog collar with bleeding is what we're trying to get to.
0: Well, I'm sure our victim is certainly curious because it doesn't sound like he would be conscious for most of that torture, although maybe he was.
1: Bryson landed face first on the top stair. At that point, now he's unconscious, Bob picks up his head and injects something into his neck with a syringe. And a little while later, the only thing he remembers is going to sleep. Doesn't remember anything for a sleep. few hours. The injection is asopromazine. I think that's how you say it. It's an animal Tranquilizer. It's a very strong animal tranquilizer. Not for like an elephant, but for a big dog. But if you give someone enough, it's going to affect them as well. So he gets a shot of this animal trank right in his neck and he falls asleep. The next thing Bob does is take his captive, is what Bob will start referring them to, and bring some upstairs to the second floor where he's going to stay for the next four days or five days, whatever it is. He then takes out his camera. Now, this is the actual camera right here. And what's weird about this story, guys, is uh, you can actually buy this. and it's. I think it's kind of
0: ironic that the name of the camera is Pleaser.
1: Pleaser.
0: <laughs> Especially if it's like sexual crimes. The Pleaser 2.
1: Pleaser 2.
0: Because the Pleaser
2: 1 wasn't enough.
1: Now th- all of the murderabilia from this guy's Rhymes are available on this site super not. and like for instance i believe this camera is like $15,000 or whatever Ugh. if you want to own that camera for no, some No thank you. But this is the exact cam- like the exact camera Like that is his camera. That's Bob's camera, yeah. This right here. It's crazy. All the all the stuff used even we'll get to him cutting up the bodies. All that stuff is for sale. <clears throat> the bodies? No, the cutting uh, tools. Oh. Bob then takes Chris and ties him to the bedpost. He ties his feet to the bottom of the bedpost. He attaches a doll collar and that doll collar is leashed. And then that is tied around the top of the bedpost. Okay.
0: So he tied him? He didn't use handcuffs?
1: No, I- he tied them. And actually, that's a good point.
0: I feel like that's his first mistake. I'm not pro tying people up like for that, for, for crimes purposes. But I- yeah. Are I you the like, one
1: that gets tied? I'm so confused.
0: No, no, I'm just saying that if you want someone <laughs> also to like, use
1: the handcuffs.
0: No, I no, I'm saying that you should so
1: use the handcuffs on someone else.
0: No, I'm saying <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can do this all day.
0: <laughs> I know you could. I'm sure you're enjoying yourself, too. <laughs> all
1: right. Next thing, Bob goes to sleep because his captive is out anyway. So he might as well take a few take hours. Yeah.
2: it was him, Bob. Bryson's eyes popped wide open. Panic sped through his brain as the large man climbed on his chest and began to beat him repeatedly with an iron bar. After what seemed like hours, Bob'd move op- Bob moved off him and onto the floor. Bryson began to feel the sharp pain coming from his legs. His captor had attached metal clamps to him and was sending electrical charges through his body from a transformer near the bed.
1: Jen, <laughs> Jen you're not affected by anything anymore. This is episode 351, and Jen's like, hmm. But if you go back to episode, like, five, she's like,
2: oh, my God!
1: <laughs> I'm like, Jen, he I just, can't do he this. just punched the guy in the face. I can't do this! <laughs> now it's like transformer you know seven seven thousand seven hundred volts that's a lot of it is it is an intense amount of electricity that is how many volts came through i
2: feel like i need to cover my like buttery nips after doing that. Feel just like the clamps ouch
1: why do you have buttery nips
0: was the name of the shot <laughs> was making a pun let's try to be funny <sighs> Better than having pepperoni nips. Ooh.
1: I like the pep nips. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Did you know that they say that the best color lip gloss is the color of your nipples? I did not know that. Yeah.
1: So green? And I don't know your... No, you, and you won't. Green? <laughs> I like to flick them.
0: <laughs>
1: flick your own nips. No. And then bite them off. Ow! Ah. God!
2: How would you do
0: that? <laughs> My nipples oh, are getting a... Oh, <laughs> jeez. <laughs> gonna attack them. This... So he's a boob guy, not a butt guy.
1: Bob take no, I'm a butt guy. Whole guy. I'm the whole guy. No, like stop. Yeah,
0: I don't care about the butt, just stop. the whole. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh,
0: oh. Just like not, that. not whole is in complete package. Like, yeah, like, he's oh, talking about butt the, holes. The yeah. one three holes. Not yeah. yeah. Nope. Nope. That mm-hmm. is a lie. No. yeah. Anyway. Well, he may like it, but I mean that doesn't mean that you allow him to do that. Nope. Not something I'm interested in.
1: Bob takes a transformer of 7,700 volts of electricity. Now, as a rule of thumb, 2,700 volts can easily kill a human. Now, for any science guys out there, I need to put... I don't... know I'm not a physicist, so I don't know really how this works. I'm just looking up... I basically typed in what would kill a human, how many volts. I hope apparently, you had like a
0: protected thing on your Google search.
1: Apparently, it's not the voltage, but the amps. I'm just saying that so you guys don't say, oh, it's not the voltage that kills you, it's the amps. Anyway... The rule of thumb is 2,700 volts of electricity could easily kill a human being. Okay. 11,000 volts is the fatal number that I found that if it's 11,000 volts, that's, that pretty much does it for you. Now, 600 volts... So this transformer that was hooked up to Chris Bryson was 7,700. At 600 volts, internal damage to your organs takes place, like the heart. Yeah. It damages those organs.
0: Well, yeah, that's why you're not supposed to like shock someone with a defibrillator unless it's... They're like not beating, if their heart's not pumping. Like if it's it's if it's live, it could be like bad for you. You don't want to use a defibrillator on someone unless they need it. Yeah. Clear. God damn.
1: Woke me up. So six hundred volts causes internal organ damage. Seven thousand seven hundred volts went through Chris Bryson.
0: Thanks. Now How is he alive? This, well, you said that eleven thousand is fatal.
1: Well, I mean, you can die at twenty seven hundred volts from what I found. Oh, okay. But that's you know you're a pussy, I guess. I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> fucked <up. laughs> What?
0: <laughs> so, so let's do
2: a little experiment, guys. Let's bring some—not it, not it—some the uh, the car charger in here. All
1: right, so seven thousand seven hundred volts, and it's not just zap, ew, you know, it's zap damn it's a little it's a prolonged exposure to this electricity it's
0: almost like being in an electric chair
1: yeah exactly
0: although that would be a pretty good way to to like electric shock someone if you like hook the the two different parts of the jumper onto someone's nipples and then you just put the other ends on the car i don't
2: think that would be a good way to shock someone no i don't
0: no i feel like no not good way as in like yeah go do it. i'm just saying it would be effective
2: oh yeah that would be very effective for a torture method look at you jen coming up with new torture techniques <laughs> That's what this podcast has done to you.
0: (laughs) This would work really well for those needing a tutorial. Don't advise it or condone it. I'm just saying (laughs) that's something that may be effective.
1: So this, this shock wakes Chris up pretty quick. Bob, Bob, who he knows as Bob, takes his own clothes off. Now he's already stripped. Chris, and Chris is going to be naked the whole time, even when he falls out the window. But now Bob is naked. Oh. At this point, Bob starts dry humping Chris's leg, and at the same time places one finger in Chris's anus. Right after this, this is 5.30 in the morning, Bob makes his first journal log, and-
0: Oh, he's journaling this? He journals everything. I find that interesting. That's so dumb. Like, if you- That's so (laughs) dumb. It is like why are you gonna put something written down like that would? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Why would you incriminate doc- you? Yeah, why would you document your
2: crimes? So, so did you you watched that documentary on Netflix right about the um the Mormon dude who had seventy wives or whatever? Yeah, so it was kind of like th- that at the end. Like they had a vault of all of their records and everything. Yeah, why? You dumb! You don't listen enough to your crime. If you're documenting all, of it. <laughs>
0: and and then the thing that is—it's crazy to me—is that people still like carried his message on, even when he was in prison. People be cry.
1: Oh yeah, the message from God. I do have or a, Joseph Smith. Whatever. I do have all a new right, show on recommendation
0: on for you for after Ooh, this.
1: Hold Sweet. on a second. So Lauren is saying I'm clenching from a finger in the butthole. That is this is I
0: know this right? is elementary
1: to what we're going to get to. We're we're getting to carrots and cucumbers here. I just in feel bit. like
0: that's a oh, one way exit. No. I All mean, right. I, you yep. know, if, if yep. you like it, that's fine, I guess. But I just feel like that's a one way. This is this drug. is
1: his journal. The journals aren't available publicly, but the writings of them are. So this is what he documented first. It says five thirty to six tied on bar slash FRTFU comma finger. So well, do, is, do you want to take a guess what this means?
0: Fart. Fart Fart fuck. A fart fuck.
1: I hate that word. I
2: know, but that's what I was going to say. Maybe did that stand for front?
1: Yes, it did. (laughs) That's how you would how everyone would abbreviate that. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Not me. You need to put an N in there. All
1: right. Okay, so at 5.30 to 6, tied on bar, front, buck, and finger.
0: Oh, so I got the second word right?
1: Yes. These journals are going to be interesting. There's a whole codex that I'm going to give to you guys. There's a lot of things, and we oh. can go over them. so but. we get
0: to, like, like get, like, our decoder rings? Yeah. Is that why Nicole has a new ring on? Is this your decoder ring? Decoder ring? All right, hold decoder. on. Decoder. <laughs> like, decoder. It's like a shell. Oh, I love that. At, I, I wanted to comment cool. on it earlier.
1: At 8 at 8 a.m., now this is still Tuesday, so he came captured him at 1 ish maybe 2 a.m 8 a.m in the morning chris wakes up and starts thrashing around Ugh, what the fuck he's finally waking up from his electric shock now bob hears him and bob wakes up as well and guess what this guy is screaming and you saw how close these houses were you can't be screaming like that not if i'm gonna get away with murder you can't be screaming like that so at this time bob goes in and bob walks into the room and he sees that chris has somehow managed to get his blind Fold off. So now he can see everything going on and he's making a bunch of ruckus. Bob takes his right index finger and he's really mad about this blindfold being off. And Chris is like, what the fuck are you doing? And Bob doesn't say shit. He just takes his right index finger and starts poking his eye. Poking Chris's eye. Oh, I don't like that. Both of them. Mm, mm, mm. Now, Chris is tied up. His hands and his feet. And not only that, but he's restrained by the dog collar. So he doesn't have much neck movement. So not every strike of the finger is going and hitting the eye. But the majority of them are. Mm, mm. Like the eyeball.
0: That's like one of my my two greatest fears. Something happening to my eyeballs and my teeth. I don't like it. I really don't like it. I had a dream
2: earlier this week that I lost a couple of teeth in and my dream. And it felt dream. real. And it felt very real. Yeah. It's to the point where I was cl- I cl- was clenching my yeah. jaw so much that I felt like, you know how you, like, you almost feel like you, you can wiggle grind- your teeth because yes. like, you grind them so much? Yes. Oh my gosh. And I think it was because of that Ash, that Yep Kate Yup um, video when she lost her tooth. I think yeah. that's what put that in my brain.
0: Well, I have those dreams She's all like, the time and I'm here to tell you that it does feel very real. And I've started to wear a night guard because of the grinding, of my well, you teeth. you ordered one for John, a
2: um, a custom.
0: Oh, a custom one. No, mine, mine is like I got a like a sixteen pack of like disposable, like yeah, little ones that you can use and for a few nights, and then you toss them because I didn't feel like paying a lot of money for a custom one because I also have my retainer, so oh, I didn't yeah. want to like have.
1: Yeah, they're gonna fall out anyway. Anyway. <sighs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, no, not it, necessarily. I, like, there are people who have all their teeth when they die. Besides, I feel like I believe I'm going to die young enough where I'll have all my Stop teeth. Stop that. I'm just saying.
1: Well, let's at least cash out first. All right. The The finger in the eye doesn't really work. He is moving around a lot, and he is hitting the pupil, but it's not blinding him. The only reason he's doing that is because he this guy m- removed his blindfold, and he, and he can see around. He can see what's going on, and that's not what Bob wants. So, he's like, you know what? Shit. I'll be right back. He walks out the room. Chris can still see fine. I mean, his is definitely diminished, scratched up and everything. Bob comes back in the room a few minutes later with some cotton swabs. What can he do with these?
0: Stick them in his eyes. Or other holes?
1: It's like, Chris is like, what are you doing with those cotton swabs? And then he sees what's in Bob's other hand, which is a gallon of bleach. Oh, no, no. So you know how you, you remove the cap of the bleach and pour a little in the cap?
2: For what?
1: Well, I mean, just for anything. Like, I mean, before- for
2: laundry, I just pour it. Little- well, I've
1: never done laundry, so. I
0: need to fix my dryer. It's not working.
1: <laughs> All right. Bob, I don't know
0: if it's fixable.
1: Bob takes. I just need to replace a fuse. Bob takes the cotton swabs. He takes one and he dips it in this Clorox bleach and he gets it all bleachy and he pries open Chris's eyes with his two ah! fingers he's like come on stop squirming stop squirming and he just rubs that cotton swab over his eyes
0: how is is this man able to see is is he yeah is he blind today
1: no no he it did not permanently blind him
0: how Straight bleach to the eyeballs. And I'm sure that Bob, Bob Bardella wasn't like, oops, let me flush your eyes with some water, you poor thing. Like, dang. Uh.
1: His eyes were on fire, literally. Whelps started forming. In the like, eye? On, in the eye, like all around the eye and everything else. And I'm in mean, just intense pain.
0: I don't like that.
1: After a while, Bob leaves the room and he comes back with that same two foot iron bar. He straddles Chris and Bob is naked at this point and he starts beating him in the face with the iron bar. This stuff gets a lot worse.
0: <clears throat> How? How can it get worse than this? Like no one deserves
1: that. Well, let me tell you. Bob is beating him with this iron bar and then he's kind of in and out of consciousness when he comes to he sees that bob again has that transformer in the room and it's hooked up one one was attached to his upper thigh so right up in the thigh okay the other clamp was attached directly to his testicles and he flips on the switch. So now you got 7,700 volts of electricity going through your balls. That hurts. If you're a guy out there listening, you know that I would not feel good. Getting kicked there is the worst thing ever.
2: But not worse than childbirth. True.
1: No. Getting kicked in the balls is like...
2: Granted, I have not experienced childbirth, but I hear it's terrible.
0: And you know, I I haven't experienced (laughs) childbirth or getting kicked in the balls, so I wouldn't know. But I would imagine that childbirth is much
1: worse. We used to hit each other in the balls in in, uh, high school. Okay. Just be like, eh, gotcha. And I'm like,
0: oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, but how long does that pain last? Forever. <laughs> no, realistically. Like I don't know, 10 Jen. Minutes.
1: Fuck. All, All right. right.
0: Like a woman can be in labor for hours. You're trying to push a watermelon-sized out of your thing vagina, which out of is, your... is this
1: fucking big. No, Jen. it's like
0: this big.
1: No, it's not. Yes. A penis hole is super small, Jen. A vagina is like huge.
0: No. Dude. No, it's no. not. Yeah, you like put your head in there and look around. <laughs> no, a head comes oh. out of there.
1: Oh, what's up? What's up, Jeremy? What's up? You're oh, such
0: a misogynist. Kyle, sometimes. what's up,
1: Kyle? Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle. Listen. All right, hold on. I got to get on this.
0: We're gonna. I'm Quote, gonna order that, from... that kit that you can make men have feel have what labor pains. Yeah, what? we need to order that Sperm? and make that a video. Yeah, that would be
2: really funny. Because right. that's what All right. menstrual Quote, cramps.
1: This is like. this is from Chris, who obviously survived. Quote: He took the transformer and hooked it to my genitals and stepped back and took pictures while I was flopping around. It seemed to never end. He is flopping around like... Oh! Like a fish out of water. 7,700 volts. Chris is pretty much... Done at this point. Bob takes another syringe and he fills it with that animal trank, that Asa promazine. And he injects it right into his neck.
0: Well, I mean, I'm Chris, not...
1: Chris goes woozy and then Bob logs his next log.
0: I'm not pro-Bob Bardella, but I feel like he was kind of being merciful by giving him a tranquilizer, so he wasn't conscious for
1: that. The... The journal entry says, 1145, quiet, injected more trank, noted slight react. So this, and you're going to see a lot of the journal entries here. And we're going to go through some of the codexes, and it's crazy. Like, I have all the the journal entries, and some of them are just kind of really ridiculous. Like, it gets a lot worse than this, I can promise you. Now, Chris eventually wakes up again in the middle of the night, screaming. He can't see, temporarily blind, but he's screaming, help, help help. help! Bob doesn't want that. And I do want to point out, Bob has three chow chows in his home. So they're all barking. Too. Aren't those
0: mean dogs? I heard they were mean dogs, but I guess you can't really say that about dog. It's about the owner, but they have a mean owner too. So,
1: so Bob is just like, what the fuck? Shut the fuck. Why won't you shut up? And he has the gag in his mouth, but Chris had spit it out. Bob goes in there. and This time, instead of bleach, he brings some Drano. What's he going to do with the Drano?
2: Drano does not go in the butthole, I
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not, in this episode, <gasps> now I found this very interesting. I pulled it so this happened in 1988. I pulled a, a Drano commercial from 1981. I thought we could watch it. It's kind of funny.
0: Your
2: sink traps clogged with grease?
0: Use Crystal Drano. I'll pour in Liquid Plumber. Don't. It may not <laughs> work on that grease clog. No. Crystal Drano will.
2: Look, Liquid Plumber's quiet. It's not melting that grease.
0: But Drano is. It broke through. Will Drano hurt metal pipes? No. Whoa. So little plumber can break that grease clog. <laughs> I'm switching to Drano. To make clogs go, better use Drano. I don't
1: know.
2: That is a great ad. I yeah. know,
1: right? That's why I put it in there. I wanted a little throwback. I love that.
0: Mm.
1: All right, then he takes the syringe and injects the Drano straight into his vocal cords. <gasps> All right, you didn't see that coming, did you? No. <laughs> I kind of sprung that on you. <laughs> Bob fills that syringe with Drano and then puts it directly in the vocal cords. So you see here is a diagram. The vocal cords is this thing right here. He puts it right in there. He's and now what's the best the best way ever? I don't think anyone else has done this. Any serial killer that I've seen to but keep seen someone that. quiet. He's he's got some very innovative techniques. You got to hand it to him. He does some things that I'm going to tell you that is very innovative. And I feel like a lot of killers could. Could learn a lot from this.
0: Mm. Again, not condoning.
1: <laughs> now, remember, Bob captured Chris at 1 a.m. on Tuesday. So now it's 3.30 p.m. on the same day on you know, the following afternoon. And he noticed he noticed that Chris wasn't doing so well. He looks like he's on the verge of death. But this isn't the longest he's had a captive for. He's had one for two weeks. Like, this is nothing. When Chris jumped out the window, he was in the beginning stages. Nothing here happens. So he is really depleted at this point. And at 3.30 that afternoon, Bob injects Chris with three cc's of penicillin to fight infection.
0: Where do you you get straight up penicillin to inject into someone?
1: Bryson woke up. He moaned.
2: Bob felt his forehead. It was hot. Be quiet, Bob commanded sternly. He moved to the foot of the bed and began untying Bryson's legs. As he moved around Bryson, he told his young captive that he was now Bob's sex toy and that he would not see the outside world again. The only thing you need to think about is you, me, and this house, Bob said. Don't try to fight me or you'll just get more of what you had earlier. He reminded Bryson about the metal pipe, the electrical shocks, and even mentioned a wooden glove, which Bryson hadn't seen. Oh,
1: no glove, no love. All right. Bob turned him around at that time after the shot of penicillin and he anally raped him. Bob told him that, quote, if I grow to like and trust you, then I could do special things for you, such as buy you cigarettes or even pick up a movie on the way home from work and, and so forth, end quote. Now, we're going to come back later to how Chris Bryson escaped, but I want to talk about the man himself. I want to introduce the episode, the book and everything else, and then get into Burdella and we're going to talk about his psychology and stuff on the next episode but I want to talk about his first victim and how he got to this okay mm-hmm. so this story is obviously about Bob Burdella. if you guys I know you guys have probably heard of some other podcasters do it but this probably wasn't any good this is the guy right here he does look a lot like Ron Jeremy
0: oh yeah I can see it if you um if you shaved his head he would look like David as Tobias
1: Funky Funky what are you doing Nequeeze
0: I'm removing his hair, like Jen's
2: talking about. <laughs> <laughs> From Arrested Development. He, I see it. I see it. I had to go like that, though.
1: He does got them Dahmer glasses on.
2: He does. The, them drugstore glasses.
1: Alright, so that's Bob Berdella. And he is a sick and twisted individual. But let's see if he compares to Dahmer because Dahmer is like my high, right? Like, I got so high on some Dahmer and then let us I'm trying to chase that high. Anyway. Well, so, I feel
0: like there's a similarity in the escape.
1: There's a lot of similarities. That is definitely one. Very true. Very true. Very true. So I started the Dahmer story with a, a black male jumping out of the window or not the window, escaping from the, the apartment. apartment. Naked. Yeah, But with, yeah, they get, the dog color. Yeah, exact same story, pretty much. Anyway, this is the book that we're reading from tonight that Nicole's going to be reading from tonight. It's called Rites of Burial. If you ever find this in the bookstore, be sure to get it because it's out of print and mm. it's, it's probably uh, worth some money. I On that one site, I know, I think it was like $350 they had one. Wow. But anyway, I, just, I wonder
0: how much the Pee Wee Gaskins book is worth. A couple
1: hundred. The, no, no, no. A couple hundred. The the lowest price I've seen that Pee Wee Gaskins book is 2500 Wow. Yeah. I mean, not $2,500. We, $2, we $2, don't 12, have it. 1200 No, but not
0: in print. Oh, yeah. We yeah, have but the, no, the, the electronics. No, so
1: the one yeah. with the one with the audio cassette tape still wrapped is the most expensive one. That's mm-hmm. the one you can't ever find. But the usually they come without the, the audio yeah. tape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, anyway. So, anyway, this is the book, Rights of Burial, Cruel Acts of Torture or Mutilation More Brutal Than the Crimes of the Milwaukee Serial Killer Jeffrey Dahmer. So, let's see if that's true. This is by Tom Jackman, which is the uh, reporter, and Troy Cole, which is one of the lead sergeants that was on this case. So, mm. it's it's very in-depth and very accurate, obviously. A lot of the uh, commentary is what was really said in the the Berdella Task Force and stuff like that, because it's from detective after chris escapes to the window the police obviously go to the house they go in the house they find it cluttered there's piles of dog shit all over the carpets there's spoiled turkey in a pot on the on the uh, on the stove. There's dirty dishes. He's got three Chow Chow dogs, as I mentioned.
0: Maybe that's why they just destroyed the house because it was not habitable. I mean,
1: it was it was habitable. It just he was just a slob.
0: It sounds well. It sounds like I've been kind of watching on the side dirty rotten cleaners where they go in and they clean up like hoarding situations and situations.
1: You whatever. would love that power washing game. I
0: was just gonna say that.
1: All right. Also found also found in the house. Also found in the house were newspaper clippings of not only the victims that were missing that he killed, but also of other killers. An Elmer Wayne Henley, number one, Charles Tex Watson, and a James Maynard, which was the Westport rapist. I don't think, I can't remember when Dahmer did his crimes, but I don't think Bardella knew the Dahmer story yet. I think it was around the same time. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think Dahmer may have been a little bit after. I don't know. Some of the evidence, there was a chainsaw quote, the test on the chainsaw shows that there's all sorts of human blood, human flesh and pubic hairs inside the housings of the saw, a lot of it. End quote. Now the detectives entering the house developed what they later referred to as the Birdella cough, which is like a lower hack in the in the chest. <clears throat> but they all got this. It is the combination of dust and decay from the bodies and the and the dust from the house and not being clean and the chloridane that was used as well. Mm. A few detectives were even afraid to go in and many of them were even reassigned because they didn't want to go in there alone this is the house right here you see how kind of cluttered it is says berdella's cluttered dining room where police found files berdella kept on some of his victims Mm. and this is uh just one newspaper clipping and you see that uh headline says police investigate house skull dug up Kind of interesting stuff there. Now, some of the evidence found in the house, a human skull that was in a glass dome, a book entitled, a book titled How to Create Poison and the Antidotes for Them in the Closet was another human skull with the human teeth of that matching skull in a nearby envelope. Now, I want to say this does remind you of the Dahmer thing. Remember, Dahmer had two skulls in his closet. hmm
2: mm-hmm. He was building a Harold hey Arnold Trine. Yes.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know that. Jed knows what I'm talking about. Yep. He also, they also found Bob's journal dating on 6 23rd 87 is the first entry 14 pages long and many Polaroids and we're going to be sh- I'm going to be showing you a lot of the Polaroids in these episodes A
0: 14 page long journal entry is like a novel
1: Tw- many of the Polaroids 20 of the photos had 20 different men in them either unconscious asleep or dead and I- we'll be seeing the photos also here's a little more of the journal just to um this isn't the good stuff this is just kind of uh, showing you, it says like nine Mm -hmm. nine, uh socks on yada 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 move arms snoring no reaction
0: you know what's kind of spooky is that just looking at the pictures without context you wouldn't know be able to tell the difference if they were sleeping unconscious or dead
1: one photo showed a man hanging upside down and he was naked and dead and we're going to talk about him in a little bit also a driver's license of one of the victims and more photographs there was a photo there was a folder labeled quote house guest and inside this folder were all the victims tonight the cut up the cutouts of the newspaper paper articles where they were missing all right in the corner of the basement there were blood drops and a three by four patch of cement cement freshly laid so hmm. a ziploc bag containing a human vertebrae and 20 books on satanism and a record title titled black mass for lucifer so this is in the 80s the satanic thing comes up a lot bob was not do, do you know why he has this stuff in there do you remember do you remember
0: he has a shop
1: he has a shop a
0: bizarre bizarre
1: yeah exactly oh Oh yeah, so, so Bob's
0: Bizarre Bizarre. Yeah, and then there's also a place in Saint Augustine called Bizarre Bizarre. Remember, I bizarre. sent you guys a picture. Yeah, what's
1: yeah. really what's really interesting about this case is the police go in there and they see all these skulls in like the glass dome. But Bob, he deals in antiquities and hard to find items from the middle east and stuff uh um, like you know like shrunken stuff. heads yeah. morbid stuff so yeah there's a human skull but the police can't even get a search warrant on the house yet because that's what he does for a living mm. he's gonna have human skulls in there they do find skulls that match the victims yeah but at first that but there are also skulls that were of no victims they were just a- antiques Got you it. know isn't that crazy that is so they yeah. had a lot of trouble getting a search warrant initially and they had to they had a book berdella on sodomy charges at first from the chris chris bryson they almost had to let him walk because they, they couldn't find any evidence at first it took a long time to actually find some concrete wow. evidence mm. so anyway
0: it's crazy how like i mean 88 that's Not so long ago, and he was booked on sodomy charges. It's kind of crazy to me. All
1: right, so I told you a little bit about him. We're going to go into psychology next episode, but let me finish this with the first victim. This is before he really knew what he was doing, so it's not going to be as bad as the ones from next episode, which are fucking terrible, gruesome, and just completely, completely just insane. Lots of cucumbers, lots of carrots, and and stuff like that is is insane, guys. But anyway... We're going to finish this up with the first victim here tonight.
0: Are we talking actual cucumbers and carrots or those euphemisms?
1: What would they be euphemisms for? You tell me. No, you tell me. Jerry Howell was the first victim, and this was also the first newspaper clipping collected from Bob about this. He goes missing in 1984. Jerry always had a love for antiques. He would always go antiquing with his father, you know, a nice kid growing up. His father, they liked to go to the the thrift stores and the, the, the weird oddity stores to see what they can come, you know, uncover and buy. So at 14 years old, his father Paul led him to the flea market where you have Bob's store, which is, this is the sign. And as as Jen said earlier, the business was called Bob's Bazaar Bazaar. So
0: weird that it's not in the order I thought it would be.
1: Yeah, that is weird.
0: I agree.
2: I agree. You would have thought the bazaar would be at before the bazaar. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bob's bizarre bizarre. Yeah. But it's Weird. like I'm doing Bob's
2: that. It's like doing Bob's tomato tomato instead of Bob's tomato tomato. <laughs> you say tomato,
0: I say tomato.
1: I, so. didn't, I didn't actually ever notice that. That's very uh intuitive of you, Jen.
0: But I it's I wonder if it's one of those signs where it flashes Bob's oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, the yeah, bottom yeah. bizarre and yeah. then the middle bazaar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. Can you imagine finding that,
2: oh, that light up sign great, at yeah? thrift store oh my god oh, I feel god. like we should get that for the studio I was thinking I was yeah, just thinking yeah we should
1: oh. <laughs> this is a uh,
2: and just say John's Bizarre Bizarre <laughs> <thing yeah. instead."
1: laughs> this is his business card right wow.
2: here wow Oh, that's cool
1: Bob's bizarre bizarre yeah you're right weird ethnological curiosities from the world's far corners Robert Burdella let's call that
2: number. <laughs> Sydney goes also he's not the
0: smartest guy
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually Sydney he was very intelligent as we'll get to.
0: <laughs> says burgers Bob. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, oh, my God. We are such Bob Burgers fans. You have no idea.
2: Cool, clearly, you wear the same gyro shirt. Oh, I do. I got to get you another Bob's Burgers t-shirt. That's a fave. All
1: right. Here's a, a two-pointer.
2: Tri- <laughs> Sydney goes, murder, talk to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> In 1981, the bazaar was his full-time job. He was making $1,000 per month, which is not so great. So he took on Borders. A lot of the victims tonight will be Borders room, you know, pay 100 25 whatever a week mm-hmm. something like that. right now paul howell's paul howell the father of jerry took him to this shop when he was 14 and jerry was very and jerry loved it he loved all the curiosity stuff so he kind of became friends with bob at 14 at 16 he actually relays to bob that he's been hustling to try to make some money which hustling means he's a chicken hawk he's selling his butt you know for sex to get money and bob actually tried to talk him out of it and even steer him in the right path which he does a lot of people in this story he's actually a really good guy in most besides the whole killing shit (laughs) and the torture and the rape but
2: Great guy. Great
1: dude. He tries to steer him out. He couldn't do it. And he kept hustling anyway. At 18 years old, Jerry grows up. He's 18 and he starts getting in trouble, theft, robbery, whatever, fighting. He's got all these tickets and he's going to go to jail if he doesn't pay him. He needs a lawyer. So Bob, so Bob actually hires him a lawyer, gives him the money in mm-hmm. exchange for doing housework around the house. Now, a common thing with this is a lot of the victims will end up kind of screwing over Bob. Maybe not holding up to their end of the the bargain and that's what happened here jerry howell kind of ghosted him and two years later he guess who's or a couple months later guess who bob sees on 10th and mcgee hustling Jerry. jerry howell yes So he invited him in to his house. And on July 5th, 1984, we're at Bob's house again on Charlotte Street with the first victim ever. And we're going to see how this plays out. It's not as gruesome and sophisticated as the ones on the next episode. Those go into a lot of different rituals that Bob does. But this will be the first victim.
2: Uh, Initially, I think I just wanted to tranquilize him enough to have sex. Somewhere along between, I would say, 7 and 8 o'clock is where I started doing things for motives at the time I don't think were clear to me. I just wanted to initially have him helpless, and from helpless to, I guess, under my control.
1: If you you remember the Dahmer story, Dahmer was all about control. There's a lot of things with sexual sadists that are in common that I have found from doing Dahmer and this man. So this, obviously Bob Berdella is a sexual sadist, but there are similarities that cannot be overlooked. And one of them is control and the other one is, as we'll get to the Polaroids, it's it's like uh, a... the, the act of completion or whatever. Remember, uh, you remember Dahmer was building a shrine? Yeah. And that was going to be the last kind of act. He needs to have it be completed. So the Polaroids are kind of the same way in the journaling, too. It it makes it where it's... It's almost like further, an experiment. Yeah, where it's further down to completion for, for them. It, it's, it's really weird. We'll get into it in the next episode, but... So, he logged the following in his journal. 1.30 a.m., 2.30 a.m., and 6.30 a.m. B.F. Do you want to take a guess what B.F. means? Boyfriend. Damn it, Jen.
2: <laughs> wrong. Maybe F. F. Best friend?
1: It means butt fuck. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> what
0: the fuck? I think he should have st- stuck with fart fuck.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? What, what's, what podcast are y'all doing right now, dude? <laughs> best friends <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? We're
0: best friends That's my best oh, friend
1: <laughs> Can you read number 4 best friend
2: <laughs> oh, oh god According to Burdella's log, he sodomized Howell at 1.30 a.m., 2.30, 4.30, and 6.30, writing BF each time. Burdella pointed out that he would wash Howell's eyes and mouth periodically and then replace the gag he had tied around his captive's head. And by wash, we mean,
0: like, chlorine, correct?
1: No, 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 no. This is, this is the first one. Oh. He didn't know he was going to kill this man at all.
0: Oh, okay, because he knew him.
1: Yeah, he knew him, exactly. And, and this is the first one, and he didn't actually... So this is
0: more of, like... A caring type thing. It's other like than he the didn't know what to do yet. Okay, gotcha. But
1: but as Bob will say, there comes a point where you you like you can't turn back. Right. Okay. You you tied this guy up and tortured him and then what? And just now let him what? go. Yeah. Like yeah. you know.
2: Between the sexual assaults, Burdella lay next to Howell, either
0: sleeping or resting.
1: Which is the same kind of thing Dahmer did. Remember, he would sleep with the corpses and stuff like that. But this guy wasn't a corpse yet; he's still alive.
0: Mm, yeah. Bf sounds more like boyfriend in this instance. Go on.
1: This was Bob's first victim, so he had. And got his torture down yet. So the next morning, he takes Howell to the garage and he doesn't know what to do at all. He doesn't do any of the torture techniques. He instead goes, and and this will make sense for this and for later, Bob Berdella is a psychopath. Like, no no empathy for the human. I'm just saying. He goes in the kitchen, he grabs a large pot, like he cook spaghetti in, mm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He drags this pot down to the basement. He takes Howell's head and places it in Said pot. He then strings up Howell's feet to a beam in the garage.
0: Wait, when did he behead him?
1: I never said he beheaded him.
0: Oh, he's hanging upside down?
1: I said he Oh, I see what you're saying. He takes a large cooking pot and places Howell's head while it's still on his shoulders. He just puts his head in the pot, Jenny. He's hanging upside down.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean it
2: sounded yeah, yeah,
1: it did sound like that. You're right.
2: I secured one of the old antique pulleys that I had a that I had to a beam and hung him. Him. I drug him feet first so that I can drain the blood from his body.
1: So he didn't do any torture. He just strung him up by this old antique pulley that he had in the garage. He put a pot under the body, under the the head. Jerry Howell is still alive. He is just hanging up by his feet. And then Bob Reddela takes a a boning knife or some sort of knife like that. And he cuts a few spots into into Jerry Howell. One, he cuts his elbows, like inside of the elbows. He slices down both of those. He also cuts the pubic area, and he then cuts the jugular vein. And what that's going to do is allow the blood to completely drain out from three different spots, and de- definitely out the the jugular vein. And then he went to work at his shop in the flea market. Jerry dangled there until he died, and that is that's where we're stopping. For episode one. So, episode two, we got a lot to talk about. We're, we're going to get to how Bob Radella captures his victims and what he does the whole routine as you remember Chris Bryson was had a doll collar on what we didn't mention which we'll talk about for the other victims is Bob would walk him to the bathroom to pee he would walk him on the doll collar around the house like a dog he wanted a subservient uh, so he made him human. walk on all fours yeah exactly and we're gonna talk about uh, the journal and and more carrots and cucumbers I'm gonna introduce that stuff but that's in the next episode so what do you guys think of episode one? Like it? I
0: mean, you did a good job yes. telling the story. I don't like that he was what he was doing, but
1: yeah. So that is it for episode one. And for like I said, for episode two, we're gonna actually continue on that now. It's gonna be a private link for our supporters or supremos. You can join if you want to and you just continue on with us, continue the trivia and everything else. Just go to patreon.com talkmurder. Just hit the or you can hit the description link there. And that's all I got. If not, don't worry about it. The episodes will be out next week on any podcasting app, Talk Murder Me. And my name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. Until next time, good night you lovely, lovely people.